And welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. I'm Ty. And I'm Jackson. And I am extremely excited to be here again talking to you guys because this is like one of my favorite parts of the week is talking music with you guys. So does anyone want to start off? I'll just start off by saying uh, rest in peace, Tom Searle, first and foremost. Agreed. Yeah, I really hate to hear things like that happen in any sort of in any sort of nature, but especially to the music scene, that's a pretty big loss from a pretty big band. It really sucks to hear that. Yeah, we knew there were issues for a while. There was the canceling of the tours that they had to do recently. I guess that Tom had been dealing with cancer for quite a while now, and all he wanted to do was play music, and it just, uh, just sucks. It just really sucks. So I know that Architects has a link up that you can go to donate, so I will let everyone go do that. I'll probably try and find the link and put it up on the episode description as well. That way people can uh, support the band, support the family, uh, and really go from there. So, yeah, it's a kind of a somber part to start the show on, but he deserves our respect. And Yeah, I was listening to Architects on the way over to the barbershop to get my hair, my head shaved, and just to listen back to all the good stuff that Tom had written, like, uh, like his final album, we should say, with Architects. And it's really kind of like a bummer to that we won't hear his creativity in future Architects music or see him play live with them ever again. And uh, just to see that uh, UNFD is giving all the money from the last two albums that are selling out to the family. And th- I think it's a, a campaign that they're raising money to pay his hospital bills because right. they took care of him. Yep. By the time that he was in his final days, you should say, it's really a positive kind of thing for the band to look back on, but they have to take a little bit of time to cope with the loss since the drummer and Tom are like uh, blood-related brothers, twin brothers, I should say. Yeah, it's a, it's a terrible loss. And yeah, I'll, I'll try and find that link to make sure everyone can go ahead and support the best they can. Yeah, definitely support these guys. They definitely need it, for sure. All right, now... Uh... It's a little strange to switch topics, uh, but we're going, you know, we got to do it. Yeah, uh, Marilyn Manson apparently wants to give Johnny Depp a mohawk. Now, this isn't the newest thing. I don't know why it comes up now, Yeah, but it is definitely something worth talking about. It's kind of a funny discussion. But didn't Johnny Depp kind of have a mohawk before Marilyn Manson said he wanted to give him one? Well, hold on. He didn't say he wanted to give him one. He did give him one. Okay. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did give him one. Yeah, the I guess. Yeah, I don't know what's up with all press. Maybe it was a slow news day, but I was pretty sure that this was released a long time ago because this was done on the red carpet. It was Ash Costello from New Year's Day, and she was interviewing Twiggy and Marilyn Manson. And I didn't think this was new, but it was published today, like it was. So I don't really know what the deal was. But did you guys see before? I think it was wasn't a year ago, I don't think. It was probably months and months ago. But they have that live video of Johnny Depp coming out and playing guitar with Marilyn Manson while he was on stage. Did you guys see that? I, I think I missed that one. Yeah, he yeah, played. I, I saw that. Yeah, he played Beautiful People. And that was one of those ones where, and like Manson's just like grinding up on him the entire time and like basically molesting him the entire show. But that's where Manson, and I love Manson. But he doesn't sing anymore during his shows. So it's a little bit tough. Like he's just screaming like random things. Like I'm not even sure he's saying the actual lyrics anymore. Yeah, got to leave it up to Mayor Manson to do kind of some kind of shit like that. 
<laughs> yeah, who knows what he's even on when he's performing anymore. Allegedly. Yeah. Doing all those things. I'm going to say allegedly. <laughs> yes. Allegedly, yeah. But yes, I've, I think I've said it on the show before. I've seen him probably 13 times or so. And now, even though I love him, I can't go to the shows anymore because it's just not worth it. Even with new music, because his new music is good. But I need that. I need more out of the live performance. Like, I need what he used to be live. Like, I think his music's still great, but I need that live performance to be a little bit more than it is now. Yeah, a lot of bands are losing their uh, their uh, mojo for their live performances as opposed to when they go in the studio and just record and copy and paste stuff together to make everything sound good. Yeah, right. it's it's definitely uh, missing that same energy as far as like live concerts goes, like including Slipknot, for example. I, I love Slipknot, but their energy seems like they're, I mean, they're like getting really like older and older by the year. So yeah, I think it makes sense for their energy to start going down because they were too high back in the day. But yeah, a lot of bands these days are not really putting any effort into their live shows. And it's kind of disconcerting. I agree with you on, on some things, but I think one of the great things about our scene, you know, quote unquote, our scene is that I think a lot of bands still put a ton of effort. Like, sure. You can talk about Slipknot cause they've been around so long. They're going to get people to come out no matter what. Right. But then yeah. if you're talking about, I mean, just think of the live shows, that we've been going to lately, I, I have nothing but great things to say about most every band that I've been to, besides the the couple that we've made fun of a little bit. But in general, I would say almost every band. I mean, think of Jackson's concert reviews. Think of mine as well. Ty, I know you go to a lot of shows. Are you seeing? Yeah. Are you seeing a lot of like? Is it younger bands that you have like seeing kind of drop the ball? Are you talking about more of the older bands like Slipknot more, that have been around? More of the older bands because okay. like. Ba- because I seen used, I think recently. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and they're like in their like early thirties, and they still like have like the most energy. And un and Underoath also is in their early thirties, and is still putting on the show like they were like still like teenagers putting out their only chasing safety back in two thousand four. Right. Yeah, I just didn't want to disparage any of the newer bands because I think everyone never, that never. I've seen, yeah, yeah, everyone that I've seen is is putting everything in their stage so that I can tell anyways. Now, I do have that conversation with Garrett from Silent Planet where he mentions backing tracks, which was a little surprising to me, but I'm not very good at hearing that yet, I guess, so I have to keep an ear out for it. But in general, I think that so many amazing bands are out playing live and they put so much effort into their shows so yeah i agree i could see some of the older ones for sure like they've just they've been around the block for so long they don't have to put the energy in because they're already getting the money yeah yeah um i definitely don't believe that those bands need to be doing that with the whole backing vocals and things of that nature um there's a lot of bands that even when you hear them live they still don't sound as good as they do you know, like on your iPod or anything like that. So I feel like sometimes the older bands, the older they get, the more mature they get, they think they want the fans to hear the best quality live. So that might have something to do with why they do the backing. But then again, it could just be laziness, but it's definitely <laughs> not something you want to pay money to go see. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can tell you guys what it might surprise you a little bit, but when I saw ACDC live, actually, I think it was like a year ago, they played for like two hours straight. And it was so much energy, I couldn't believe it. And the wow. guys in there, like, their 60s, 70s or something Yeah, like it's, that? it's ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. He came out. I've, I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for it, but I can't remember the lead singer's name right now. But he comes out. He said, it's great to be in Massachusetts. And then 
nothing else for two hours while he just sang song after song after song after song. You mean Brian Johnson? Brian Johnson. There we go. Yes. Thank you. Before Thank you, he Brian. lost his um, hearing? Oh, maybe that's why he doesn't talk so much. I'm not even a huge fan of ACDC, but that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I hope uh, people don't give me shit for that, oh, no. but I've really <laughs> never liked well, ACDC. No, Jackson, uh, there are no 21 pilots, so, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah, running gag now. Opening my mouth. <laughs> But Go yeah, ahead, Black, Back in Black is a definitely a classic ACDC album you should check out sometime. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I mean, they just have classic after classic. It's just one of those bands where it was awesome to get a chance to see them live, and they're one of the ones that have been doing it for so long, maybe longer than many and still they're putting on an energetic. That's why it is so disappointing when you go to see a band where their live show is lacking. Mm. Yeah. So, yep. But yeah, I don't know why this was a story. Put Ash Costello anywhere and I'll watch it. Like, I don't, she's a, she's a beautifully talented woman. So, you know, hey, have her host a, APMAs, do whatever you have to do. Like, I'm completely fine with that. But Manson's a very tough person to interview as well. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So she was, she was on her toes and, and on her back foot a lot of that time because, yeah, he just, he has no time for it. Damn. All right. So now, Ty, I want you to share this next story because All right. I know you enjoyed it very much. Yeah, that's uh, the heavyweight championship match. Red Hot Chili Peppers versus Fox News. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had a more, sounder board for this. More more specifically, the Fox News, uh, Greg Gutfield, co-host of The Five, I think it is, calling uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers the worst band on the planet. And and I, he says, and I quote, as most musicians know, this is a vast improvement over the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the worst band on the planet. The ape in the picture that he I show is better than Anthony Kiedis. By the way, the ape is 45, which is half the age of Anthony Kiedis. Red True. Hot Chili Peppers are the poor man's faith no more. Don't ever forget it. I love that line, by the way. I think calling them the poor man's faith no more is a fucking great line. It, it was funny in a way, but it, because of how stupid it sounded. But uh, as as much as I like Faith No More's two albums, The Real Thing and uh, what's the other one uh, with the the swan uh, on the front? I'm so bad at old band names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, those two albums I like, but it's kind of an abomination to say that Red Hot Chili Peppers are the poor man's faith no more because Red Hot Chili Peppers was doing that sound and getting bigger and bigger every year before Faith No More ever took that when Mike Patton became their vocalist. So it's kind of, I've been listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers since I was a kid and I even know better to say that it's it's not that good. It's not, it's stupid to say that Red Hot Chili Peppers are the poor man's faith no more or Faith No More are over Red Hot Chili Peppers any day because they've been doing it long before Faith No More and Red Hot Chili Peppers still continues to be a band to this day while Faith No More broke up for a while and just started getting back together and releasing new music, which is not even close to how good they were back in the day. I'm pretty sure Faith No More was around before Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think they started around the same time. I think they were around four years before them. <laughs> well, no one really heard of them until Red oh, Hot Chili Peppers started blowing up. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But now, but here, here's the question, though. So for me, I'm not going to argue the, you know, worst band in <laughs> ever or worst band out or whatever it happens to be. What I thought originally when I saw this headline is I thought they had a list of the worst bands in the country or whatever or right now and Red Hot Chili Peppers on the top. I didn't realize this was a throwaway joke that they were making about the what was it, the gorilla or monkey that was playing yeah. the 
Yeah. Yeah, if it shows like a, a gorilla having a bass guitar in his hand, and he's comparing that to Flea, the bassist. Right. Yeah, you saying- can tell <laughs> this is one of those situations where that Gutfield guy has hated Red Hot Chili Peppers for so long. He just found the littlest thing yes. to just throw out. Oh, by the way, Red Hot Chili Peppers is the worst band in the world. I want everyone to know that. Go jam faith no more. Like he just found the littlest yeah. thing that I, he could have used. I think he just took he took one band that he doesn't like and he took one band that he likes. And he said, I'm gonna put this band while upping this band. And I think that's exactly what it did. And to be quite honest, I would have done the same thing if I had that opening. I just would have used a different band. Yeah, and the, uh, the and the funniest thing is that his co-host saying he explained it with a different like uh, perspective and said the producer said I should we should do the story and I said no he's uh, Guffield's gonna say the ape is better than Flea I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers I'm a big fan so this is kind of like a uh, back and forth kind of thing like you say uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers is bad I say I'm I'm a fan I'm a huge fan of Red Hot Chili Peppers and they're the greatest band so it's kind of like a contradiction. I'm going to isolate that track so that I can anytime just play that you say that Red Hot Chili Peppers are the best band ever. Well, I didn't say that, though, so, because no one knows who's the greatest band ever at this point. 21 Pilots. Yeah, see, ah, oh, Jackson beat me to it. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, that's funny. I just, um, I think, but I think that's why I'm, I'm just so surprised. It must be, once again, we must be dealing with a fucking slow ass news day. Because didn't we deal with this last week where there was barely yeah, any news? Dry season. Yeah, and now because that one not only Ty when you sent it around, not only was it on Alt Press, but it was also on Fox. Like like every single music site picked it up uh, as that being something that meant something. But it, uh, boy. <laughs> it's Fox News because all because Fox News is always stirring up controversy by saying the most stupidest shit possible. So and I think if I'm not mistaken, is. I think Greg Gutfeld is a comedian as well so that would I, explain a lot yeah i'm pretty sure he is if i'm if i don't have him mistaken for another host on uh on fox yeah. news but i'm pretty well, sure i don't really i don't really watch fox news so no me I neither don't <laughs> i don't watch fox news i don't watch cnbc i don't watch any i don't watch any of that stuff i've especially never heard of the five or whatever it was yeah me neither <laughs> hey but cnn all day Oh, see, I don't even do see. I don't. You're you're gonna have to listen to the conversation I have with Garrett Russell because we get into so much politics. Oh, you should man, definitely. I can't hear. Wait. It's coming. I mean, it just came out, so you'll you'll get a chance to you'll get a chance to hear it. But all right. So awesome. now, wait a second. Now, let me ask you this: just before we switch gears, if you had that opening with the monkey or gorilla playing the bass, and you got to make fun of a band, Ty, what band would you make fun of, and who would you say like is better? Like how would you because that that's a formatted joke. So who's your who's your bad band? Who's your good band? Bad band. Oh man. I think you have to come back to me for this one. What about you, Jackson? You got something? Bad band is falling in reverse. Oh. <laughs> Shots fired at Shots. falling in reverse. <laughs> oh no, and I was gonna talk to Ronnie Radke soon. Damn. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, good I bet. luck doing that. I think if you started some be type worse of than Manson. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder, does Ronnie do any type of interviews whatsoever? Never seen it. I mean, uh, it's very rare, and I honestly, I don't really think anybody wants to. Maybe for viewership, but not because they actually want to talk to the man. Right, you're or, saying we yeah, shouldn't have yeah, him on Ian Hates Music to pump up, <laughs> to pump up the show? Yeah, he's a clickbait kind of deal. Yeah. He's not really, um, like, quality content. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. All right, well, then who's your good band? 21 Pilots? Good band. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
You beat me to it. It's just too easy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's well, too funny. Now, Ty, did uh, you did you think of uh, one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I say uh, the gorilla with the bass is better than Lil Wayne on guitar. Okay. <laughs> the Rebirth album. Yeah. <laughs> now I got to think of one. I know I put everyone on the spot with the question. Ah. It's not hard for me. When I think of bad, Falling Universe comes to head and Capture the Crown. Yeah. See, I was going to say Capture the Crown probably. I mean, that's yeah. maybe maybe that's too easy. I'm still not ready to let everyone know what that what one of my all-time hated bands was. Uh, I was literally from- about to say it and I said, "You know what?" They're not ready for it. I appreciate. Yeah, we gotta let. That's another tease. We gotta. We gotta tease some people with that. So he's into it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's it for news, though, right? Yep. Yep. Well, we do have a ton of other stuff to go over, so there's no there's no issue there. Let's start with new songs. So the first one we got here was Jimmy World. They've announced that they're having a brand new album come out, and I think it's in October. But there's kind of I'm not sure if they decided on the actual title yet. But they did release a song called Get Right, and you can go to their website and you can download it for free. I did not know that you could download it for free, but I did see the video on YouTube last night, and I enjoyed the song for the most part. And it kind of has like a really good like theme to it as far as like the lyrics in the song, talking about traveling and stuff like that. And yep. Nothing's going to be Bleed American for me, but this song definitely kept me uh, interested for the most part. And I would uh, definitely recommend it to anybody who hasn't heard Jimmy World in so long. So yeah, definitely yeah. check it out. I agree with that. Jackson? Yeah, it's a good track. Uh like Ty said, I really did enjoy the lyrics, but it wasn't Jimmy Eat World, I guess you would say. But it was a pretty good track. Um maybe not something I would, you know, continue to listen to. But I mean for free, why not? Uh <laughs> hopefully it leads I mean I, an album of songs of that nature would be actually I think it'd be a pretty good album, but you know, it just it's all right. It's pretty good. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it doesn't, I, doesn't hold the candle to the past stuff. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's going to happen for a lot of the things anyways. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I never really got completely into Jimmy World, so I'll give them a little bit more of a chance. I always had respect for them, and I always thought they put on a good live show, but it was just one of those things where I never completely latched on. But I like this song, and I'll, I'll give this new album a shot, and we, I'm sure we'll talk about it for sure. All right, next song. So A Day to Remember went ahead and released another track called Naivety. My first, and I know everyone's been calling it pop punk and everything. My question to them is, are they doing a concept album where every single track is a completely different genre from what they were doing before? Because all three singles are completely different. Four. Oh, is it four singles? Yeah, there's Paranoia, Bullfight, Bad Vibrations, oh. and now na- Naivety. That's right. I would say and they those... are completely different. Yeah, I, I think that's innovative if that's what they're doing, but I figure they would have told people that, that that's what they were doing before. I don't know. Now, Ty, I know you're not a huge fan. Did you like this because it was a different genre? Yeah, I have heard it last night as well, and uh, the track definitely, uh, I've been like, Pertaining to the the comments on the the YouTube channel and stuff like that, people were calling it uh, ADTR 182 and the next Melancholin or whatever <laughs> that stuff is, and it, because it's de- it's very different and Jeremy's voice sounds a lot different in this track and I thoroughly enjoyed uh, most of it for the most part and yeah it, it's kind of like it, you just kind of leave it up to the fans to decide because. Uh, Data Remember is like another one of those fans that like to keep people on their toes when it comes to like new music and new releases and stuff. Uh, us, us, uh, supposed to like why they've been dropping songs 
like out of nowhere as like singles. Sure. And they did drop this single the day that the album was supposed to drop. I'm sure that was yeah. done on purpose. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Well, not only that, they call it naivety, which obviously it has a meaning to it. And then during the track, though, they're singing about how this is them and this is them being themselves, which is funny because this is a completely different genre than they've ever done before in a track. Yeah. So are they joking around with people saying that this is them? Or is this really what Jeremy wants to be doing with this band? And we I just think don't it know. was a joke. I, th- I think it's pretty sure that that's what Jeremy wants to be doing because he compared the album in an interview that he did with somebody saying that this album is uh, the same. It's on the same boat as uh, for those who have heart, and it's heavier than homesick, uh, common courtesy, and what separates me from you. But I wouldn't say it's on the same boat as for those who have heart, because for those who have heart, it's on a, a completely different plateau. And we haven't heard this. Um, nobody has heard this new one altogether yet. Oh, yeah. So that's that's too much of a stretch on Jeremy's part. So always hyping yeah, it up, right? I think so. Yeah, that's what he did. That's what it is. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's on the same boat as the for those who have heart, for sure. It's a pretty good track, though. I will say that. But it kind of sounds like they were going for a punk kind of sound. But yeah. it really didn't come out all that great. And I don't think that's the sound they want. I don't know why he was saying that. A lot of these <laughs> older, mature artists tend to troll the media sometimes. I've noticed that. Yes. With all the mature artists. Uh, I'm sure this is another one of those situations because on every single one of the other songs, of course, they all sound completely different. But they are more of the hardcore sound. So I'm sure this was just like one to throw everything off. Just like yeah. every album usually has. They always have yeah. a bunch of songs kind of in the same path, maybe a little different. But every album always has that one that just completely stands out from the rest. Kind of like Amity Affliction with All Fucked Up. Yeah. It's like that kind of thing. I, I think this is going to be the only song that actually sounds like that on the new album. I can see that for sure. So yeah, what? We only have a couple more weeks to wait. So Yeah. Yeah, we'll get well, there. Well, thankfully I got to hear something that's uh, not the same thing I've been hearing from them for the past <laughs> couple of weeks. Shots fired. All right. The next song, speaking of pop punk, the next new song that came out was a combination of Real Friends and Knuckle Puck getting together. Their vocalists got together and released a track. uh, And you can listen to that somewhere. I don't even know where exactly. I think it's, is it Rock Sound? Yeah, you can listen to it on Rock Sound. And that was pretty good. I mean, it's it's exactly what you would expect, I would think. Yeah, uh, I haven't even heard the track yet, but I would definitely say I prefer Knuckle Puck over Real Friends, but to see those two vocalists from their respective bands do a song together, it's definitely an interesting lesson. So anybody who got a chance to listen to it, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, um, the band, that they actually have a band. It's Both of them make up the band Rational. Uh, yeah. They have a couple other people from other bands also in there as well, and they did release an EP earlier on Bandcamp. But this song, I didn't really like it compared to other stuff that Rationals released. It sounded more real friends than anything else. Okay. When the rest of the Rational tracks sounded like a completely new sound. But on this track, I didn't really get the whole new sound to it. It really just sounded like another real friends track. And I do prefer real friends over Knuckle Puck. But when you hear those two guys getting together, you don't want to hear one of their bands just featuring another you know, singer, you want to hear a totally new thing, two minds put together. And I don't think this was that, but it's still a good track. It's just nothing new, I wouldn't say. I guess because I don't know Rational, that's why I was like, oh, this is exactly what I would expect it to sound like if those two got together. 
So yeah. All right, that makes sense then. I have to check that out then. I have a new I have a new thing to check out now. Yeah, and people who are still expecting uh, vultures to come out with their music, which is uh, volumes and structures, keep holding your breath until you turn blue because I don't think it's ever going to come out now. Oh geez. Nope. No. Yeah, you're right. Uh, shots fired. <laughs> I will tell you, I like the I like the name Knuckle Puck better than Real Friends because of Mighty <laughs> Ducks two. But and oh, yes. and three and three, but and that's yeah, where they that's, got it from too. They, I know they did say that they got it from Mighty Ducks. I love that when a band does that. I just it's it's fucking great. I feel like punk, like all punk, relates to hockey. Yes. Oh, I could see that. It, yeah. That's like every. Well, actually, everyone in the scene really likes hockey more than all the other sports. I've noticed. I love hockey. Just saying now. <laughs> oh yeah, same here. I got my stars blanket right here. Oh, there you go. Yeah, sorry. The Minnesota I'm... North. The Minnesota North Stars. Soccer and basketball for me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and I live in a place, I live in Boston, where I'm supposed to be yeah, Bruins and everything. Cel- right Celtic pride for you. No, never. Oh, Ugh. the Celtics. Gross. Look. Ugh, so gross. Never... Man over here, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love going off on tangents. <laughs> Ty, go with the next song, because you sent me this. Yeah, Metallica Hardwired. The first um, single from the new album and over... I think about almost five, six years, I think, they released their last album. So Probably, yeah. Yeah, def- yeah definitely. That's magnetic. Yeah, Holy definitely crap. brought back. That's even late. <laughs> wow, that's a long time. Yeah, definitely brought back the, um, I say the root, quote unquote roots on this one because it definitely brought back the more thrashier kind of sound. Kill them all album. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I was like, wow, this isn't bad. And it's not as good as everything that's, you know, the older stuff, obviously. But this is probably the best new song I've heard in, like, more than 10 years. Yeah, this is exactly what I said before, too. Yeah, I think we're all on the same. Are we on the same page on this one, Jackson? Yeah, kind of. I really, really like the new song. But I also really, really enjoyed their last album, Death oh, Magnetic. You? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's actually, it might be my second favorite album besides The Black, of course. But wow. But I'm a pretty big Metallica fan, and... I really like this song because I, I can just imagine hearing this song live, how sick it must be, because this is like something you want to jam to. Yes. I can env- I can envision the biggest circle pig going on right now because of that yeah. song. They did a really good job with this. I am looking forward. This makes me now look forward to the new album because I really could not have cared before. Like, not yeah, they're not all. slowing down. You can tell no. that. Yeah. So yeah. let's hope for, even though it'll be, you know, like a arena tour. I, I would hope for a nice tour that maybe doesn't have Avenged Sevenfold in it. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I hope not. I'll give hope me not. give me something different. I don't know. That'd be nice. Probably take, uh, <laughs> for... take, take Overkill on tour with you. There you go. Since we're not... <laughs> sorry. Since, since people can't see what we're doing right now, Jackson just held up his... Sorry, your LP, right? Of Nightmare? Yeah. Yeah, which is yeah. funny because if anyone remembers the show where Jackson said the only time he ever buys LPs are when it's like his favorite albums, right? Yeah, it has to be a masterpiece. Damn, son. A masterpiece for Nightmare? I really enjoyed that album. I really did. And I don't think I'm the only one because I saw a list the other day on Rock Sound where they released uh, the 100 best metal albums of the 21st century. And Nightmare was like 30th on that. I don't know why that was on that. Yeah, why is that on the They should have put, put Waking the Fallen on that one. They, that no, was a they better did. album. They, they had other Avenged Sevenfold album as well. And they had the All Hell and everything like that. But that was on the list. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm not the only one. And plus, I, honestly, maybe it's not the best musically. To, but sometimes an album just sticks more to the person 
than it does to everyone else. Like everyone has that band that they like, that they know no one else really digs, or like a certain album that no one liked, but they liked. Right. I feel like it's that kind of thing. I can see that. Look, I I don't hate that album. I was just surprised because I remember you saying it was a masterpiece, like is what you buy those for. So that's what I was a little surprised about because I do like some tracks from that. And I've gone to see, you know, I've gone to see them live and they put on a great show, but their their sound has changed so much. Yeah, yeah to I the only point... have 15 LPs on here, so that's that's all I got. That makes it even crazier. Yeah, there's only 15 and that's one of them. <laughs> so anyways, Metallica, yes, we all give thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, uh, it's actually my favorite new single. Corn uh, released a new song called Insane and with a music video and... I thought anything that they released would be, you know, trash. I don't know why, but I just figured, you know, how old they are. Maybe they might slow down. Who knows? But this track is super heavy. The music video is sick. A little creepy, but still <laughs> badass. And He's got to thank the heavens for Brian Head Welch coming back into filling the missing void that they've been missing for a while now before they released uh, Paradigm Shift. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I hope they release their whole album sounding like that because I thought it was a really, really good song. Yeah. yeah, with head with head back in the mix and Monkey and everybody else like the actual corn lineup together, they're pretty much untouchable. Well, wait, no pun intended. Their drummer didn't come back though, right? Yeah, he. I don't know why he did that because now he wants to complain and moan about how uh, they're not keeping the groove together. I'm like, dude, you just left the band for yourself to open the steakhouse. Which failed miserably. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I just remember like Tom that from Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, searching for aliens. Aliens. Yeah. One searching for aliens. One's opening up a steakhouse. It's crazy. They should. <laughs> they should have a sitcom. They should have a sitcom. It would work, work out perfectly. I'd watch it. I know. I actually. I would too. Uh, I would watch I, it too. I felt like I was in middle school again. Like this. Yes. This captured exactly. Like not only the sound. Like that's unmistakable corn. There is yeah, no yeah. other band that that would sound like. Like as soon as first note, I was like, "Wow, this is old school corn." And then even the lyrical content just made yeah, me. It was back to those depressed, like <laughs> I hate my life and I don't know what's going on. Like the depressed uh, new goth days. Yes, and the weird hypnotic like uh, sound effects that they add in the oh, background yep. Yep. to make it seem like you're kind yeah, of I in feel some like... trance or some shit. It was just I... really good. I feel like bringing back the trip, um, baggy pants and painting my nails black again. <laughs> <laughs> chain wallets and shit. Yes, exactly. Oh, chain wallets. <laughs> go to Hot Topic and pick out your favorite chain. Uh, or Trash and Bob, though. Oh, there you go. I, I never did chain wallets, but I did crazy shit with my hair. That was oh, my... Of course. Yeah, that was my rebel thing. It was, it was baggy. I'm pretty sure you had the, uh, the blonde spiky hair. No, I oh, did no, that. Oh, the frost tips? No, 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 no yeah. frosting. <laughs> uh, instead of spiking it up though i spiked it down so i oh. had i had spikes that went down past my chin while i was oh. on the varsity basketball team and shit oh my god <laughs> yeah it made no oh, sense you gotta bring up a picture of that one day no one wanted to cover ian in high school basketball <laughs> let's just put it like that i cut him i cut him with my hair <laughs> oh god but yeah i here's the thing i used to really like corn i thought they were great live and everything but even though this song reminded me of what they used to be, I just I don't think I connect to them anymore. Like that's not my style of music. Yeah, the signature sound is still there in case anybody wants to listen to it, unlike Ian, who <laughs> fell off Ouch. of them. But yeah, definitely uh yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this new album that's coming out now. Um it's really like 
the album before this one made me fall in love back in corn again, and so this will continue it. Well, look, we'll do it for the show. We, I will listen to the whole thing, and maybe I'll oh, fall back sure. in love. Yeah, but I can't get away from the listening in middle school to "Got Your Life." I just, you know, that was, and even before, way before then, I'm just remembering that music video. But you know, just listening to Clown and listen to all that. I mean, Adidas, all that shit. Uh, like it's just, <laughs> you know how it is. You know how it is. All, cl- all classic songs though. All day I dream about soccer. Yes. That is it, because we had to be, you had to say that around your parents. Because yeah, yeah, they were yeah. like, what does that stand for? You're like, ah, soccer. That's, that's yeah, I'm, I miss the Olympics now. Thank you, Jackson. Oh, oh yeah. Were you a big, the Olympic soccer. Which one did you watch? Did you watch the men's or the women, or you watched both? Both. Oh, nice. It was so bad with the Olympics this year. I don't know why. It just didn't connect whatsoever. Oh, oh not me. I tracked everything. See, I'm just happy that regular soccer's back. Oh, yeah, same. the Major League Soccer. No, no, Premier League soccer. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't like Major League Soccer? No. Not until not until San Antonio Scorpions make it up into MLS. And now you got New York just got a new team. That's around you. Oh yeah, uh, Ty, do you get to go? New York City New York? Football Club. Yeah, they got the Red Bulls and now the and they got all the legends too. They got like Kaka and all that stuff. Yeah. Do you get to go, Ty? Do you have have you been to a game? Uh nah. I want to go. Oh, you should be able to pull that off soon. Yeah, hopefully. All right. Too close to touch. Has that new song come out, uh, Crooked Smile? Uh, I I haven't heard it, but I'm pretty sure you guys have. Yes, we have. Jackson? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I really liked it. I can tell that from these last two tracks that it's going to be a really good album. It's what I didn't think would happen. It's definitely a step forward from their um, debut album, mm-hmm. which I didn't, really didn't think could happen because that album brought them out of a really big... Um, I don't want to say they were in a hole, but... It really brought them out to everybody. It even got them nominated for Breakout Band of the Year, AMA. Oh, yeah. But this song is really good. I don't think it's better than the last song they released. What was it called again, Ian? I'm sure you remember. No, see, that's the problem. I've been really bad with their titles, so I do not remember what it is. Everybody's well, been yeah. bad with titles these days. I know. It's really fucking tough. I don't know about you guys, and I mean, it's a separate kind of discussion, but when I buy an album or if I'm listening on Spotify or something, I just... I click track one and I let it go. I, I'm yeah, not same. looking around. Yeah, I'm not looking at. I'm never looking at my phone, going, "Oh, that's this track." I'm just listening if to I the really album. I really like what I'm hearing, then I check the track. But if yeah. anything, I just let it play. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm the same. Gotcha. Yeah. See, I'm just. I just let it go. That's all. Yeah. I just never because I normally go by track one, two, three. So I go, "Oh yeah, I really like the fifth track on that album." I don't even look at the title. <laughs> so yeah, I don't exactly remember, but I do have it written down. Their brand new album is going to come out on September 23rd. It's called Haven't Been Myself. And I thought this was a perfect sequel to the last song. And you're right. I don't think this was better than the last the last track, but I think it's different. And I think that's what they were trying to do. It's straight up post-hardcore. Both songs have been pretty dark if you're listening to the lyrics. And he had yeah. said, the lead singer had said, this album, I wrote this in a very dark place. And it's going to be that way, so bear with me. So I'm looking forward to that. To me, it sounds kind of like a 20 times better version of Sleeping with Sirens. And I hate <laughs> to even put Sleeping with Sirens in the same sentence as them. But it is kind of what it sounds like. Because on this new track, there was a couple parts where he kind of sounded like Kellen Quinn, but better, if you ask me. Well, sure, but you're not a 14-year-old girl, so of course you don't. 
You don't love sleeping. Yeah, my opinion isn't the same as the 14-year-old girls. You're right. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, uh, all right. Well, since uh since Ty didn't get a chance to listen to that one, uh, what do you guys think of the new Dance Gavin Dance, uh Chucky versus Giant Tortoise? Now just uh mentioning the new da- Dance Gavin Dance track, it went back to me hanging out with John and Will at uh Webster Hall after the all-Stars Tour and Summer Slaughter hybrid show, what you call it. We were all getting drunk and hanging out outside of the bar with Within the Ruins and Born of Osiris members. And Jonathan was telling me about how uh, they wanted to bring a little bit more aggression to Dance Gavin Dance music. And I'm pretty sure that this is the album that's going to be the most aggressive since everybody's been wanting like more aggressive Dance Gavin Dance music other than Secret Band. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. So what do you think of the track? Uh, more aggressive as uh, as uh, Tillian's singing is definitely a lot more raspier than ever. Yeah, that was the part that stood out the most to me. Tillian's voice is not just the same um, really high-pitched, I don't want to say whiny, but, you know, that kind of sound. It's not the same sound over and over plus the screaming because right. in their last album, it was the same pitch of screaming and the same pitch of clean singing. singing. All yes. at the same, of course, you know, different words and different rhythms and everything. But you always heard the same thing with them. They added like a lot more new dynamics with Tillian's voice doing a lot more things. It was a, it's a really good track, though. I'm really excited for the new album. I really enjoyed the last one. And this yeah, is want- probably better than any track on the older one. So, yeah, that- you know, should be. A good yeah, one. I didn't really like so much, like not to disrespect Dance Gavin Dance, but their new their last album was kind of like eh, so so. But definitely this one. Hopefully it will be better than this. I, I would say the same thing as you guys. I, I agree with all of that stuff. <laughs> and Jackson holds up his other masterpiece album that he has out of his 15. Uh, <laughs> I liked, I like this track. This actually did get me uh, more excited for the new album. And I think the new album is coming out October 7th. It's called Mothership. October 7th. Yep, Mothership, Mothership. is the name. And they're actually coming to Boston on October 7th, I believe. And they're going to be like right down the street from me. So I'm hoping to go to that uh, and see how they are live. But I just wanted to mention, because I do tend to try and listen to lyrics as much as possible, it is a lot like regular Dance Gavin Dance. I just wanted to read you just a couple lines. Here here are a few lines from the song. Here we go. I'm so right through. That's my life, bro. Underwater, coughing with my gills. Then he goes, because lately, baby, I've been going crazy. Try not to be an embarrassment. I'll go in cryo and return to life, ho, and then make a bisque. Some tomato basil shit. The lyrics well, make it's always no the sense. comedic lyrics dance, Gavin. Dance yes, has. of course. I like that because you don't always need to be changing the world with your lyrics. You don't always have to. Riding on yeah, like, Pico de Gallo is pretty life-changing to me, Ian. That oh, kind of hurts. My, my bad. My apology, <laughs> Jackson. You know, I, I overstepped my bounds on that one. <laughs> But yes, I, I'm looking forward to this. After this after this track, for sure, I, I'm looking forward to the new album. Okay, now this is a big one for you guys. Because I know I heard the underground talking about this. Everyone was talking about new Fit for a King track. The track is called Pissed Off. Jackson, tell me, did this make you pissed off or did you like it? <laughs> yeah, how, how campy it. was that? That was great, right? Yeah, that was pretty good. Thank uh, you. I loved it. I thought it was a great song. It's better than any track on their last album, Slave to Nothing. And that's, I might go. That's as as... a little too much of a stretch to oh, say. Oh, no, damn. It's true. 
Besides, nah, besides nah, 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 nah. That's what I like to see. Nah, Slave to Nothing is a great album all in itself. Leave Slave to Nothing alone. Uh, Wait, Ty, off, Ty. Go- in order for him to understand, you have to reach over and grab your LP, uh, Slave to Nothing, and show it to him. That's in your masterpiece. I wish I had it on me right now because <laughs> no, if I knew that, I would have showed it right then and there. But Leave Slave to Nothing alone, definitely the best Fifth Hurricane album. And uh, Des- uh, I think it was Descendants before that one? Or or was it Creation Destruction? Creation Destruction. Creation Destruction is good too, but Slave to Nothing is a good album all in itself. So for piss- as far as Pissed Off goes, Hope everyone is happy that they went back to the very chuggy breakdown kind of stuff because everybody's been bitching about them yes. having more riffs and more melodics than breakdowns. So hopefully you all are happy, <laughs> but don't get too excited because the Fifth Hurricane is probably going to surprise you all to come back with the riffs because everybody grew up on the riffs and everybody <laughs> want to hear his riffs and not breakdowns. There, so. Shots are fired on both ends today, guys. This is a time that we will have to start like filming this for YouTube. <laughs> Because I think this works out perfectly. If we're, if we're doing props, if there are props coming into this, we definitely have to do YouTube from now on. Yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> so, Ty, you are saying right now that you're more of a fan. Now, obviously, there's only one track that's been released. It's only yeah, it's, it's, only, it's yeah. only one track, and it's definitely... Uh, because I've spoken with the Fifth Order of the King guys at a live show, I think, uh, a couple months ago when they played with the Warrior Live. So I'm definitely looking forward to this album, too, because all Fifth Order of the King stuff has been good. But so, yeah, this one track is not really going to be like the whole album, if you will. Right. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to this one. And hopefully they can combine a little bit more elements from their past couple albums and just release this whole new thing while still continuing to progress their sound forward. Right. Their new album, Death Grip, comes out on October 7th. So that's the same day as Dance Gavin Dance. So I listened to this track because of how much hype there was, be, you know, between it. And I watched a lyrical video, and holy shit, what a depressing song this is! Like this yeah. is a really fucking depressing song, which I enjoy. Uh, I just want to see the song live. Yeah, That's definitely. what I want to say. Yeah, yeah the yeah, lyrics because... are actually about what happened at the Battle of Cannes in France. It's about the shooting during the Eagles of Death Metal concert. Yeah, he I heard that. Right. that yeah, he wrote it as like as that happened because they did a show in france a couple weeks later after that so he wrote this song about that so i don't know how happy it could get but uh well right exactly yeah it was he wrote it in i guess a dark place yeah just about innocent people dying and that's just the way things are now and yeah yeah like the lyrics saying you know uh, guns firing off into masses and he said a couple things like that yeah definitely looking to hearing that song live on halloween night when they play with bear tooth in new york city there you go nice and i can't wait to hear a review of that same definitely very nice. All right, so last new song, sorry, You, Me at Six went ahead and they put out a brand new track called Night People off the same name. It's coming in January, so this is actually pretty fucking early to have a brand new track here. Now, I never really got into them a whole lot. Like, I have respect for what they were doing. This track, I would say, is full of swagger, but holy shit, it sounds like I'm going to see it on the next, like, mac and cheese commercial. Like, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I feel the same exact way because the way the song sounded, it's a little different from what you and me at six used to do. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna hear that in some commercials sometime, and people are gonna be saying, "Oh, you and me at six sold out for sure." But now that's like the way bands make it now is to have yeah. their tracks like in commercials, which used to be that absolute I, sellout thing. 
Yeah, because I have friends at home that are doing like this two uh, two man project thing where they don't play live shows, but they do music strictly for commercials, and they signed the big publishing deal I think a month or so ago. Oh, so, and they ended up on a car commercial in Europe, I think it is. The thing you gotta think is at least these bands are getting money. I guess that's mm-hmm. a good way to look at it. But it's just it's very strange. And this this song seems tailor made to be put on the back of any product that could be sold at any time. Yeah. It's funny because I think back then it was cooler to not be famous and not have your songs out there. Absolutely. And now that's kind of like the goal. But back to the single, um, I don't really have much to say about it. I just really didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, no, I heard I... the whole thing fully. Um, I, you know, I gave it a chance. I did. But, you know, of course, it's like you said, have a lot of respect for you and me at six. I know they're a great band. Right. The, they did recently win an award at Alternative Press. You know, you know, they're. They're a pretty good band, but uh, based on the new song, I just didn't really like it. I, I, to be honest, I won't be hearing it again. I didn't like it. Oh, I totally yeah, understand. Either. We give things a chance on this show. We let people know what's going on, and that's just the way it is sometimes. Yeah, yeah. of course, not saying no one should check it out. Everyone no, go right. check it out. Yeah, because in the end, you'll probably be bigger people than any of us. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> Wait, I just Shots got a question. Up. Wait, does that is a bigger person someone who... Who likes, likes it? The track. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say I'm five five. Everyone's bigger than me. Yeah, and I'm six five. So everyone's smaller than me. Holy shit, you're six five. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's a, if anyone doesn't know, like we're all friends here, but we've actually never met in person. So you yeah. only see the Skype thing. So there's no way to actually tell that kind of stuff. But yeah, I'm six five. Hopefully you'll be here for the Alessandra. Ah, oh, I want to so bad. You better come. I know, but that's the same night that Dance Gavin Dance is playing here, too. So I have to. Uh... Yeah, it's a contradiction for Ian. No, no, no. But he's got to pick one over the other, and it's going to be a nail biter. It's so true. I know, right? <laughs> or maybe I'll just buy tickets and then forget to go. I don't know. Probably, uh, probably uh, multiply yourself. Oh, yeah, hey, go. there you go. If only. If that was like my main thing for multiplying myself was just to go to concerts, that would be. <laughs> was that movie called Multiplicity? Yes. With Michael Keaton in it? Yep, uh huh. <laughs> I haven't heard that reference in forever. Well done. Well done. Hats off to you. Hats off to you. All right. So I'm going to run through these tours because we got to get to some album reviews. So first, we got friend of the show, Rarity. They're on tour with Like Pacific, Broadside, and Boston Manor. I already have my ticket. I will be seeing that because they are coming right across the street to an art gallery. That's right next to me. So that's awesome. Other friend of the show. I love Rarity. Oh, you're a big fan of Rarity too? I like Rarity. I've seen them with Vanna once, I think. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I think this will be a good tour. I like I like Broadside as well and like Pacific. Like I'm all I'm all about this. I need to give Boston Manor a chance because I haven't really heard their stuff before. I guess that with the name Boston, I think you'll definitely be giving them a shot. Oh yeah. I give every especially the band Boston. You know. Yeah. Let me get my Ooh, let me get my LP. <laughs> Hold on. No, no, no. All right. Other friend of the show, Household, they're doing a co headlining tour with Church Tongue. And then I have one that I have not put down on this list. Jackson, on September 9th, are you going to see Everyone Dies in Utah? Yes. There you go. They're only doing one stop, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're lucky. You get to be that one stop on September 9th. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly the venue, but it is going to be kind of a twist because money is short to everybody in the world. And I'm pretty sure September 8th, another friend of the show is coming to Dallas, and it's Convictions oh. touring with Hotel Books and Dayseeker. Nice. And to be honest, I'd rather see Convictions. So, like you said earlier, it's going to be one of those nail-biter situations. But I most likely, 
we'll check out both. But if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Conviction. Yeah, gotcha. shout out to Convictions. Spoke yeah. with the yeah. vocalist at one time, and he was a pretty chill guy. Yeah, yeah, jo- great band. Obviously, Joss has been on the show before, and he's awesome. Uh, yeah, they're not coming anywhere close to here. Otherwise, I would definitely go see them. And same with Household. I can't go see them either because they're not coming anywhere close to Boston. So I got the Rarity one. And then also, there's Face to Face Tour, Our Last Night, Hands Like Houses, The Color Morale, and Out Came the Wolves. I already got my ticket for that. That's Thanksgiving night or Thanksgiving Eve night, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, all the, all the bands on that tour, I think I've only seen Out Came the Wolves. I think I saw Color Morale once at Warp Tour one year. Yep. And I think same as Hands Like Houses, and but never seen Our Last Night. Oh, I've seen Our Last Night before, yeah. So Our Last Night and Out Came the Wolves, I've definitely seen. And as far as the two other bands, I think it may have, may not have seen them on live before. Our last night when they did their 10th anniversary tour probably made it into my top 10 list of best live shows I've ever seen. It was yeah, amazing. I yeah. I seen them live when they dropped uh, We All Will Evolve came out in 2010. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, I think it's going to be a great tour. We also have Dillinger Escape Plan is on tour. Yeah. And then also... The, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Dillinger Escape Plan is uh, on the tour for their... Uh, at the supposed final album with Oh Brother and a couple other bands. Everybody's been saying, oh, it's their final album, but Greg Pusciato, who's the vocalist, said, I don't think it's going to be their final album. They just probably might stop for a bit, but we'll never know. We'll just see what happens. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm all good. I'm not a huge fan of Dillinger Escape Plan or honestly not a huge fan of the face-to-face tour besides the color morale. So, gotcha. you know, <laughs> it, it depends on the situation I'm in. If I got nothing else to do, then I'll go check it out, but... Gotcha. Other than that, not really. And then lastly, this tour doesn't affect anyone in the States listening, really. But Bullet for My Valentine are doing... Yeah, they're doing the entire Poison album, right? If only they brought those shows to America. Yeah, I'm a little surprised they didn't, but it must be just something special for their hometown stuff, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I understand it's their hometown, but uh, everybody in the U.S. enjoyed the album just as much. (laughs) That is true. I agree with that. I'm going through these because, holy shit, we always have these really fucking long shows. And that's why I can't put this together with the conversations that we have because these would end up being three, three and a half hour long shows. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so those are your tours for right now. We'll have more tours later on. But let's get to the reviews because I think this is a big thing. So we got a bunch of reviews to do. So does anyone have a preference on which one we start with? I say we start with uh, Carl Morale, Desolate Divine. I heard the album, and I think uh, one or two songs I actually thoroughly enjoyed for the most part. I'm not really a big fan of uh, the the what direction that they went in now as opposed to before then. Okay. But, yeah, uh, definitely uh, a few tracks stood out for me, and supposedly the basses definitely took on more of, like, the the screamer role, perhaps, on the album while splitting duties while... Garrett does the singing and a little bit of the screaming, but definitely I think the bass player took more of like the the screaming vocalist approach. Gotcha. I love the album. I think every track was pretty good. It got me back on the color morale train. I didn't really like their last album, so I think it's a step up. There's right. a lot more screaming, which is something I like. Um, the vocals pretty much stayed the same, but just the way they produced the songs on this album more than the others, I think it's a really good album. Um Again, it brought me back to listening to Color Morale because I hopped off that a long time ago. Yeah, I also, I had taken a break from the Color Morale as well. I listened to uh, No Hope a little bit. 
I skipped Hold On Pain, Pain Ends. Ends. Yeah, I skipped that one. And then now I think I might have to go back because I fucking love this album. I I thought, I personally, I love the direction they went in. Straight up post-hardcore. Like, this is what I like. I thought maybe just a little bit of metalcore mixed in, but I thought this was great. So fucking catchy, but then also yeah. with really good lyrical contents. Some of it was a little cliche, but in general, I think it was really well done. For me, I'd say favorite tracks. Lonesome Soul, I cannot get out of my head. That first track, for some reason, I love the melody. I And I just love that chorus when they break into it. I think it's catchy as fuck. Like, I can't wait to see them live. And I'm hoping they focus a lot on this album. But favorite tracks, Lonesome Soul, Walls, Home Bittersweet Home. I mean, pretty much all of them, to be honest. I thought this was a great album. Home Bittersweet Home and Walls are stuck in my head almost all day. So, And especially Walls. I mean, literally, I'm just walking and all I have in my head is Walls. And I've been listening <laughs> to so much music lately especially a lot of architects because of yeah you know recent events but walls just keeps fucking coming to my head we'll see but i, I guess that's a good thing i'd rather have that stuck in my head than falling in reverse or something <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> my thing is whenever i hear someone say walls like even me just saying walls there i think of emory and i just oh, yes. i want to go are you listening and then i just want to go into it like that's all i think when i hear that title other than that, obviously, I, I love this fucking album. So yeah, I prefer Emery over Colin Morrell, though. Yeah, I mean, that's not fair. That's not what we're doing. Well, let me just say it. So it's The Color Morale, Desolate Divine on Fearless. I would recommend it. Jackson, what about you? Yeah, I definitely recommend it. Uh, doing something alternative, press stop doing. If I had to give it a <laughs> one out of ten, I'd probably give it like an eight, eight and a half. There you go. Ty, what about you? Probably uh five. All right. Ouch. Hey, that hey, that's the way Ty feels. It's the way it goes. Better than a four. Absolutely. Or a three <laughs> or a two or a two. All right. Well, why don't we do your favorite band, uh, Bayside with Vacancy. <laughs> My favorite your, band. Your, your Broadway production album. There you, oh, thank you. Yes, this is Bayside with the album Vacancy off of Hopeless. Yes, I'm going to say it again. And I think Bayside even liked my tweet when I put it out there. I said, every track is like an adventure you know, every track is a story upon a story. I love this album. It's theatrical punk, I guess is probably the best way to say it. The backstory is that Anthony, the lead singer and guitarist, I guess rhythm guitarist probably, I heard him talk about it. He did the entire album like in a hotel room that he was staying in far away from New York because his second marriage failed. He had a kid and he just... Yeah, I was going to ask you if uh, the vacancy had like a, a story or a theme to it. Yeah, I think, well, the theme is everything sucks. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much like, and it's relationship stuff. But Anthony has always sang about stuff that has directly affected his life. So it makes sense that after his second marriage fails and he has a kid with a woman far away from New York where he spent most of his life, it just makes sense that that's going to drive this album. And it's upbeat. But the lyrics are mostly depressing. It's not as depressing as, you know, Torture for the Damned and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's it's relatively depressing as well. But it's upbeat, which is hilarious. I think it might be one of their best albums to date. Great solos, sing-along choruses. And, yeah, I just... Favorite tracks, it, I can't pick one. I can listen to this album front to back. I guess that's that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I totally... And this could be on Broadway. 
They can make this whole fucking story on Broadway for sure. I gave uh, two songs a chance. I think it was uh, I. I think I've been dead all day, and I think it was the first track, but never really listened to the rest. My favorite track was "Enemy Lines" and the first uh, track. Yeah, and uh, tenses. I, I don't think, or two like lo- two words. Yeah, I I don't like Bayside, but <laughs> now I do. Ah, uh, uh, look at that. So I talked about how I didn't like them. Yep. I still have uh, my self-titled album, so I'm gonna go back to that. <laughs> Well, uh, at least you're promoting them. I really them. enjoyed it. I, I'm glad, Jackson. Yeah, and I understand. It's not everyone's thing. It's probably the lightest thing besides Ty. What What did we do on Ty's take last week? We did uh, Draymond's The Eternal Lonesome. Yeah, so this is heavier than that. But in general, this is probably like the, the softer of the things that we normally do, I would say. Yeah. So, yeah, good. that's fine. Good. Yeah, I would. But, I, I, and I've heard softer, too, so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're not. We're not bringing Dave Matthews Band and shit on the show. Oh, no. <laughs> I know Ty would not recommend this. He would recommend going back to the old albums. Uh, Jackson, yes, I would. would you recommend this? Yeah, I definitely recommend it. I don't like any of the other stuff. I actually only like this one. So, <laughs> But then again, that's me. I know I'm definitely on the on the bad side. I, I know everyone loves Bayside. So. I like the three perspectives that we have because we have one person that only likes the old stuff. We have one person that doesn't like any of the old stuff except for this brand new album. And you have yeah. me who likes everything. So I think it works out perfectly. Do you want to do uh, On Broken Wings now? Since I think I brought that one into the mix. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, Broken Wings, new album, Disintegrated, came out October 19th. Gave it a listen. One night of what is that work? Definitely uh, heaviest album that they've ever done. Uh, agreeing with everybody else who's probably heard of them before I did because I heard Unbroken Wings before back in the day, like in 2007, I believe, then fell off with them a bit and they broke up and then they started doing reunion shows and then they released this one. It's definitely uh, definitely one of the albums, going back to what we discussed before regarding albums that you can listen to all the way through without even looking at what tracks you're listening to just to see which track is good and which track isn't. So yeah, definitely, it's uh, definitely a uh, a heavy album all the way entire all the way the entire way and it's unreleased on arteries so if you love unbroken wings and if you want to get back on their on uh, their wing if you will definitely check it out but um yeah it was a pretty it was a pretty good tracks um i heard about four or five of them i didn't really have too much time to hear the whole thing but i still recommend it to anybody uh it's really heavy like ty said uh definitely worth giving a chance it's not bad um, it's not my favorite, uh, but it's, it's pretty good. I, I, you know, I'll probably catch myself listening to it again. But other than that, not really anything special. It's kind of like Ty said, you kind of just let the whole thing play. Don't worry about what track it's on. It's just an all-out jam kind of deal. Yeah, like it's like if you're listening to a case of string, if you will. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. You can kind of string it all together, and it's kind of like just one badass jam kind of deal, and just a one yeah. session on acacia wings. Oh. On <laughs> I put them. Uh, the broken I, strain. I will say. Man, we need sound effects. I know. I didn't hook up my sound effects. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that going. Now, I swear to you that I'm not trying to get back at you for color morale or Bayside, but Probably. I think the reason why you can just listen to this straight through is because every track sounds the same. That's true. It, it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anybody can say the exact same thing. I know. I know. Uh, so, yeah, I just, unfortunately for me, I would recommend it just for people to listen to it anyways, just because you should support and see if this is your style. But I call this typical. I can't. I couldn't get into anything. I tried. Yeah. Yeah. I, t- I like the more melodic stuff, but I still gave this one a shot. So Yeah, absolutely. I think, and that's the thing. 
I don't think we'll ever tell people not to give something a shot. I think you should always because you never know. Just because what we say some, about something does not mean that that's the way you're going to hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because if you like albums that sound with songs that sound exactly the same as the last, hey, do your thing. Yeah. Not mad at that. No, absolutely not. Yeah, and there's sometimes that I'm going to turn on an album like that and I'm just going to listen straight through. Like that's just the feeling that I'm having. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, so let's go to. Bad Case of Big Mouth, their out, well, EP, Break It to Build It, and it's on uh, Manic Cat Records. Uh, did either of you get a chance to listen to it? I listened to it last night, but the third track I had to stop because I felt like I was listening to another A Day to Remember spinoff. Yeah, it's easy core. <laughs> it's easy core. Jackson, what about you? <laughs> I actually really, really, really liked it. It sounded like a more hardcore chunk, no Captain Chunk yep. kind of vibe, but... It was better to me than anything of Chuck No Captain Chuck. And I just really liked it. I've actually never heard of the band before. I probably would have never heard it if it wasn't for the show, to be honest. Sure. But when I saw it, you know, to listen to it, I checked it out. And I was like, man, you know, this is why I love doing the show. You know, hearing new bands like this, it's different. And I really like it. They got a new fan for me. Awesome. Yeah. I think it's it's perfect easy core, but you have to be a fan of easy core. Like, you have yeah. to like this stuff in general. It's the breakdowns and the sing-alongs, and it's all upbeat, but then all of a sudden you'll get that growling, you know, you'll get the unclean growling uh, afterwards. It's like that fun pop, and then all of a sudden you're in a breakdown. Yeah, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it comes out of nowhere. I could just get that out of a Data Remember record. Oh, my God. You could, but remember, like you don't like a Data Remember. So it doesn't, so. I didn't say that. I like a couple albums. Oh, okay. And- all right. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, he doesn't like Pierce the Veil either. No, I honestly just... would give him more crap for Pierce the Veil, not liking them. Actually got a, um, actually got a message about that on Facebook. So, Oh, did you really? Really? <laughs> yeah, some fan of the show had messaged me about it. That's funny. That's Believe it or funny. not. No, that's great. I don't know. I just I like Easy Core, so this works for me. Also, if anyone uh, has been able to check out the CP, they also have a full length as well. From 2014, it's called Straight Up Bad Luck. They're a band that can switch it up. You listen to one of their tracks, uh, What a Save, and it starts brutal and it ends brutal, but then you've got the poppy stuff in the beginning. Like, it's just a fun, it's a fun EP. So if that's your thing, yeah, you're really going to enjoy it. Bad Case of Big Mouth, Break It to Build It on Manic Cat. So I know we seem to be going through these fast, but... I don't think there's a point in going track by track. I think we've mentioned that multiple times. I think it's better we get our three perspectives and we kind of go through it, but I don't think we need like, you know, a whole No. A good album, that means all the tracks are good. That's what you need to know. If it's a bad album, don't check out any of the tracks. (laughs) Or even check out the tracks and then let us know if we were right. (laughs) You know, do it that way. Who knows? You probably might find one or two tracks that you might like. Exactly. So now I think last album, right, that we did, Bad Omens, Bad Omens, yep, with their debut Bad Omens off Sumerian Records. I've actually never listened to Bad Omens before this album, but I'm glad I did. I really did enjoy it. I was actually listening to it with a friend earlier, Yep. and she also liked it as well, so I thought that was pretty cool. Every track is pretty solid. Yeah, there's not really too much to say about it. Um, you know, it's, I don't really, I don't really know what band you can kind of compare it to. I don't know if you guys can help me out with that. I can, and I will in a second. Yeah, Ty, we'll go to Ty first on this one. Go ahead, Ty. (laughs) Yeah, I was listening to, uh, the album earlier on the way to the barbershop, and I kind of say that it's, um, even though I've seen Bad Omens live on the Sumerian 10-year anniversary tour when they came through the first time, 
Mm-hmm. And I heard a couple the the two singles, Glass Houses and Exit Wounds. Yep. I like Exit Wounds and The Worst in Me. And I think some other track I actually liked on the album too, but I felt like I was listening to another like recycled Bring Me the Horizon. There we go. There it you feels, go. Okay. There it, it is. Feels, I got that I written down. Like I, was listening, I felt like I was listening <laughs> to like the recycled little shreds of metalcore from what yes. Bring Me the Horizon used to be before they went in the direction they went into. Yeah. So I, and it's, I felt like the song, it's, it's sempaternal. I, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad he yeah. said that because as soon as I played the first song by them, my friend said, is that a new Bring Me the Horizon song? Yes. And I completely forgot to mention that part. But it sounded exactly like a Sam Paternal track. And also, one song sounds like it recycled um, the riffs of Shadow Moses. It's definitely oh, like the yeah. opening riffs. And yep. and the chorus sounds differently pertaining to what the lyrics were. The Worst in Me so, yeah. is similar. Yeah, I, not, I don't think it was The Worst in Me. The Worst was, in uh, Me was, is Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs> there is I nothing. think it was reprised that recycled the, the Shadow Moses riffs. I got you. Yeah, I, look, I I'm, good, though. I, I'm absolutely with Ty on this one this is metalcore slash new metal however you want to put it it's, it's a mixture of both of those for sure the what was funny was all songs are labeled explicit every single track not only are they similar to bring the horizon on style but then also they use the c word a couple of times <laughs> at least which was pretty funny uh, favorite word. Oh, yeah. It is one of my favorites as well. The Worst in Me, I thought, was Recycled, Bring Me the Horizon. I actually thought that they brought Bring Me the Horizon in to do this track and then leave. <laughs> that's how That's how much this could have been on, uh, on Sempa Termal. Uh, <laughs> but, I want to revisit that track so bad now that you keep saying that. Oh, no, no you have to. As soon as you hear it, it's, it's exactly that. I kept rethinking like Moths of Flames when I heard the worst in me on this album. Oh, really? Okay. I... Yeah, because they have this title of the same name. Oh, sure, sure. Gotcha. They're definitely all over the place because Enough Enough Now, that track, is very slow with tons of screaming and it comes out of nowhere. Like it's just him screaming over very low guitars and like almost a piano, I think, as well. But I think that's what hinders this album a bit for me is it's very disjointed because they don't know who they want to be. Because if you take it, this is what I'm saying for this album. It is Bring Me the Horizon, Motionless and White, and Kane Hill without the singer. Like, those are the three bands that I hear. So you could put any new metal band in there. But definitely Motionless and White because he goes blah like a bunch of times and has the similar guitar breakdowns. And then Bring Me the Horizon because they, however they produce this album, and the screaming sounds a lot like Ollie. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's a big thing. Listen to this if you're one angry and you need to vent <laughs> your frustrations, you should listen to this album. And two, if you're exercising, except if you're doing yoga. I would say that's this album. I think Why this yoga. You shouldn't do it if it's yoga because you're gonna be really angry. <laughs> Start doing your vinyasas really, really upset. Oh my god. <laughs> he actually brought up yoga, my goodness. <laughs> So yeah, I think exercise too. I think if this band (laughs) lasts for a sophomore album, I think they'll mature a lot more, and I think they'll more pick the direction that they want to go in. But this is by by no means is this a bad album. It's just I was about to say that I hope we don't make it seem like it's something not worth listening to just because it sounds like somebody else. No, but sometimes plenty of bands that do that, but it's still a good album. That turns people off though a lot of times when you say, and that's why I think we try not to do it a lot of times. But when you hear this. It, yeah. Your head starts ringing. You're like, wait a second, is this someone else? Because that's what it does sound like. I'd say give it a listen for sure. Yeah, definitely. 
All right, guys. I think this goes ahead and finishes up the reviews. That was a lot of reviews this week. Yeah. A little too much. <laughs> yeah, I think last episode we only had like two or two. three that well, were actually worth reviewing, so it kind of makes up for it. Well, I think next week we'll only have two, if I'm not mistaken, because I was looking around, and the only two that we've... And we've talked about these bands, but Siler has Help coming out on Hopeless, and then Fire from the Gods has Narrative on Rise, and both those, those come out Friday. Yeah, the Friday, day after my birthday. So hopefully these Yay. will be good albums. So that will be like my birthday present to me. If these albums are good, <laughs> then that will be a good birthday gift. There you go. Sweet. And yeah, and Jackson just had his birthday too. So yay, happy birthday. 21 now. 21. Finally you can drink. Yeah, he's yep. a man now. Legally. All Legally. those times you were drinking on the show it was totally illegal. And now it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> now it's completely fine. Yeah, now we can start actually showing our faces and stuff like that. We, we got to go now. From now on, we're going to do shots while we do album <laughs> reviews. And if someone disagrees with someone, then you have to take a shot. That's how, yes. That's how we do it. Oh, that would be dangerous. Whew, yeah, that too would be, dangerous. That would be really dangerous. All right, so those are the albums coming out on Friday. So we'll have reviews for those next week. Let's go ahead and let's get to the breakdown from the past. Okay, breakdown from the past. Went a little bit of a different direction with this one. It's not a major label or signed bands. This is a local band from the Bronx, New York, who I am personally have been friends with for years now. Nice. They're called Turns to Fall. They're from the Bronx, New York. They're kind of like more post-hardcore alternative rock. Nice. And they've been, a, they've been in a band since 2006, I think. And they released two EPs, one called Tragedy, and then they did a lineup change and they released their final EP, Pages, which kind of like, let's, it's kind of like uh, Under Oath when they uh, did the whole, uh, they're only chasing safety to refining their sound and then going with uh, the sound that makes them the most comfortable. Sure. And they released uh, Define the Great Line, which definitely made me think of what, what when it came to Turns to Fall, when it came to EP to EP. And they're not together anymore. They've done a couple of reunion shows, and everybody's been doing, like, different bands, and everybody's doing, like, regular jobs. Like, two of the members have a co-own a tattoo-slash-barbershop in Bayside, Queens. Okay. So, yeah, definitely check those guys out. And they had music on iTunes, but it's not really there anymore. So if you want to look, uh, find their album or their EP pages, I should say, go to interpunk.com or interpunk.net. I think they have a lot of, like, old-school music that you can rarely find back in the day on there. And just type in Turns to Fall pages, and you'll definitely find the album. So definitely, it's worth a listen. There you go. Jackson, what do you got? Sweet. Okay, so for my breakdown from the past, I have the Crimson Armada, and the album is called Guardians. This is a really, really, really heavy band. Heavy yes. album. I don't know if you guys have listened to them. I know. I heard them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they used to tour and be around a lot, but they did recently break up. I don't remember exactly why, but they did have a lot of controversy for some reason. I think it was one of those like bands that claimed they were Christian, and then people were saying, "Oh, you're just saying you're Christian, but you're really not." It's and the it, same you know, like it's the same the like for today. It's, yeah, it's like kind of that thing, but uh, but yeah, they're a really heavy band. I used to really enjoy them. Um, their songs are actually songs I use as my alarm to wake me up because every <laughs> single song starts off like. Super heavy, just like, hey, fuck, you better wake up kind of sound. So, yeah, it reminds me of the old times. Yeah, it just reminded me of uh, this uh, video where Ronnie Racky kicked out of uh, people chanting Icy Stars at a show, and then one of the people who got kicked out was wearing a Crimson Armada hoodie. 
Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I knew there was some sort of controversy. I don't remember exactly what it was, but we're, I do know something went down. We're doing a lot of Ronnie Radke shout-outs tonight. <laughs> well, not <laughs> More me. like shots. Yeah. Shots fired. That's the catchphrase for today. Shots yeah, fired. Yeah, he wants to be a, a hood dude so bad. Well, sure. And I'm going to go on my breakdown from the past. It's the band On the Last Day. Is that the one with uh, Carson Allen, I think it is? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. well done. You know, they were a short-lived band, two EPs and a full length. A full length is Meaning in the Static. but it's, Oh, yeah, I heard that one. Yeah, yeah classic post-hardcore. You know, it just, it just works. So, you know, this is a short one because I don't really have that much to talk about with them. I mean, check out their music <laughs> for sure. But really, I mean, it's classic post-hardcore, kind of on the line of a little Aiden-ish you know, early Aiden kind of stuff a little bit, but then more on the classic instead of the goth kind of area. But I like this band, so check out uh, Meaning in the Static and see if you do as well. Hate to go back to Ronnie Racky again, but Carson <laughs> see, was I like knew it. the, the, uh, the uh, keyboardist in, in uh, Escape to Fate when yes. it first started out. Absolutely, yep. All right, guys, we got to finish this up because <laughs> I got to get to that uh, conversation. Uh, so I'm going to ask you guys, Jackson, you got anything to plug? Uh, No. <laughs> Shit, I just fucking froze. <laughs> Ty, you got anything to plug? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, of course. Check out my uh, blog, uh, Ty Rock City Music Entertainment blog. It'll be up on the website somewhere. Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely keep a lookout for that. And I got a couple of shows coming up, and I will let you know of the backyard show that I'll be doing sound for on, I think it's the 27th, August 27th in the Bronx, New York. Nice. So I don't know whoever's listening. I don't know if you can make the show in the Bronx, but I'll definitely be taking pictures and I will definitely be uploading them to my photography Instagram, which is underscore Ty underscore Rock City Photography on Instagram. So definitely check it out. Um, it's like I always say, expect nothing less. Jackson, do you have any final words for everyone? Yes, actually, guys, please rate us on iTunes, tweet us, hit us up on Instagram, anything. We want to know if we suck. We want to know if we're cool, <laughs> anything. We want to know if you like Ronnie Radke. Forget our shit talking. <laughs> we we want to know it all. We're we're really vocal guys. We like to hear from the fans. You know, just please just uh, rate us. Tell us how we're doing. Yeah. yeah, and I just had my last um, running with the fan on Facebook the other day. So, yeah, I'll keep those coming, too. There you go. I got to let everyone know there are going to be some surprises coming up. There, we're going to be releasing separate conversations and everything just to keep up with everyone. So just to let everyone know, next week, I had a great conversation with Fletcher Howe from The New Low. You can go ahead and pick up Continuance right now. Jackson and I were huge fans of that album, and we talk about that actually as well. So look forward to that next week. I'll have all the links. You should be listening to The New Low now anyways, but just in case you're not, Go out and check that out and be prepared for the conversation I have with them. The Garrett Russell from Silent Planet conversation is out now separately. So that's one surprise down. And then there's one more surprise that's probably coming later on this week. And my hint to you will be, for all the hardcore fans that have been listening for a long time, there's been something missing from the show for a little while. And if you can guess what that is, maybe you can guess what I'm talking about. I'll leave you with that now. Ty, did you have anything to say? Uh, yeah, so definitely uh, just keep your ears open and because you never know what we might surprise you with. It's absolutely true. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Jackson and Ty. I really love this time of week. Like, it's fucking great. So, yeah, same. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And I will leave you the way I always do. 
long days, and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.